anybody that's listening to this, spoiler alert. (laughs) Sorry, I I thought that was important to do a little spoiler alert. Welcome back to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. Hey, Laura. Hi, Keith. Let's talk a little bit about what we've been doing over the last week. In particular, our night out. Ooh, parents' night out. Yeah. We finally intentionally went to a live concert. And we haven't done that since before COVID. Four years. It's been about four years. It's been four years. (laughs) At least. Oh, my goodness. So. Yeah. It's been a while. We made it to the LP show at the Palace Theater in St. Paul. And it was epic. It was. Epic might be an understatement. It was so good. I I knew it was going to be good. I hoped it was going to be good. They brought it. It was, it blew any expectation away. Like, I kind of wanted to follow them around the country. Yeah. Let's, where are all these stops? Which They're ones can we Europe. make it to? You want to go and just like bum around Europe and follow LP? You know, exactly. Huh? You know, exactly when to ask me, like when I'm all excited and energized about like Should live on music. Adventure, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, so uh, yeah. So that's good. I was blown away. I had a, a great time. It was phenomenal. The the musicianship, the stage presence, the lights, the the background, uh, every everything about the production, let alone the execution, it was amazing. What did you think? <laughs> well, you see, no, <laughs> um, no, it was it was really good. It was really good. And I've been listening to LP's album all week on my commute. The latest album, Love Lines. Yep. The latest yep, that, album. The, that's the tour they're on. And I believe that they played, I think, every song on the album. I think so. I bet they did. I think so. And they played my favorite two songs, Golden and Ola. Mm-hmm. Those are my two. Oh, my goodness. So good. And One Like You is like probably my Tied for a second. I love that song. I was so happy they played it. I'm like, maybe they'll play it twice. <laughs> and can I tell you what one of my favorite moments was? Yeah. The last song they played before the encore was Long Goodbye. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, they're going to do a long goodbye. They're going to be back out here if we cheer long enough. They're going to come. They better play Ola. I went and they did. I clapped the whole time they were oh, off stage. You did. It was amazing. But the long goodbye, and I just... I was giggling to myself because I'm like, how appropriate. They're yeah. in Minnesota. It's like the Midwestern goodbye. Yeah. You know, that takes like a good 40 minutes. <laughs> Watch out for deer. <laughs> Watch out for deer. That's the way you say we care. That's all you say. I love you. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell your mom and dad I said hi. Yep. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? So today we are going to talk about the Barbie movie. A little out of left field, maybe. Hmm, maybe. Do you think? Maybe. We watched it. We watched it with the boys. <laughs> we did. We often talk about stuff that we have watched or consumed and kind of our thoughts about it. And so I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it and get your thoughts. Let's dig into it. We didn't watch it in the theater. We watched it at home. We had a little family movie night. Mm-hmm. We had air pop popcorn and <laughs> probably some chocolate. Yeah. I was excited because child one really wanted to watch it with us. Yeah. He's really excited, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, and Child 2 is kind of like, uh, I don't know. And then he ended up watching the whole thing with us, right? Exactly. And <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. And I will say, I, I sent you an article this morning, and I was really excited about some of the themes yeah. that that article talked about. But I think what I was hoping is maybe we could talk about it because, so the Barbie movie wasn't just about Barbie. I mean, it was, but I think it was also about life and it was about leadership Mm -hmm. and it was about showing up in the world as you and trying to navigate your way as your true self. Yeah. And And find yourself. And specifically for what that's like for women, right? Right. But I also think for Ken too. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the part like with any of it where even the, like the article was that you sent me was was fine it was good but i feel like the kens get too much of a pass <laughs> that's something that it's oh, like 
it kind of bugs me. <laughs> I should say, anybody that's listening to this, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Right? We're going to talk about all of it. Yeah. And just our thoughts. We aren't going to tell you the the necessarily the storyline, but it's probably going to come out in our conversation. So if you don't want to know and you haven't watched it yet, go watch it and then jump back on. So you you think, I mean, there is a part where the Kens end up really... Um, they bring patriarchy to Barbie world. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. I have to say. And then Sorry, I got really excited there. And like once they're overthrown, Ken's all sad, which I get, but it's a juxtaposition of what in my opinion what women have to go through every day in the real world, right? Like that's kind of the power of this movie is it it, it gets you to see it from a different angle even though you shouldn't have to see it from a different angle to understand and empathize with <laughs> the way the real world is working for <laughs> a lot of people, right? And I'm not an expert on any of this, and I do not want to come off <laughs> in a certain, in a, there's, I have a little bit of fear of talking about this because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I'll call you. Probably say something wrong. And I'll be supportive of you. But when Ken's basically like the main Ken, right? Uh, Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where they're like, their, their coup is out cooed or whatever, right? <laughs> and, He's like, once I realized that patriarchy wasn't about horses, I I kind of wasn't. I was kind of bummed anyway. And I'm like, no, you weren't. I'm like, don't don't give him a pass and like let him just say like, well, I didn't really want to be mean and bad. I'm like, you totally were. <laughs> like, and so that's the one thing where I'm like, oh, Ken Ken just got to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't really mean it. And I'm like, oh, like that was a missed opportunity for me, or it just kind of fell flat for me. Anyway, but I think I mean the one thing that um. The one thing that I think is important, though, is the Barbie movie showed these very extreme poles, right? Yeah. Where it was all Barbie world, where women ruled everything. They were all the Supreme Court justices. They were the president. They were the mayor. They were all the things, yep. right? Yep. And then when Ken brought back patriarchy, the Kens were all the things. Yeah. So. So I do feel, I know what you're saying, but I also feel like it was presented in just such an extreme on right. each end to demonstrate that case. The mm -hmm. thing that I thought was interesting, though, and I was trying to to think about this as a woman. So Ken, Ken, throughout the entire movie, except for when they take over Barbie World, Ken really sees himself as a plus, as an accessory to Barbie. Right, yeah, he's, not he's as the plus one. Right, he's the plus one. There's no Ken without Barbie. Is right. I think literally something he says. Right, and I guess one of my questions I have for you, I thought it was interesting because they didn't even fully develop his his Kenness, you know, enough to give him more. Like his occupation was beach. It wasn't even a occupation i don't think i think it was no, just it's like a what theme. do you do i beach i'm the beach. beach yeah which is hilarious which is kind of funny they, they did they pointed that out in that article too yeah <laughs> funny. It, but it you know it kind of it's my purpose beach beach <laughs> but it does like i i think like as a woman i think about that too because we laugh about ken just his purpose is beach mm -hmm. right but i think maybe well, this is like a big, wide statement that I'm about to say, mm -hmm. because I know it hasn't all been resolved and fixed. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, 50 years ago or more, women very much so were kind of in that category, right? So it's kind of like, well, what do you do? Or, you know, what's your purpose? Home? <laughs> you know, right, or, right, yeah. and I'm not saying that's that's bad because I mean it's really really hard work and it's meaningful and important work. Mm -hmm. But to have that be kind of like a identity, identity, yeah, yeah. I think it was an interesting juxtaposition. I think from um, historical woman role and purpose, maybe that society places upon or placed upon women, and still does in many cases, right. And then um, that with Ken, 
right? In Barbie world. Yeah. When, I mean, you might hear people say like, well, you're not what you're not your job or you're not what you do. Right. But on one hand, if you self-identify as something and it's your job, there's a power in that, right? Or there's, there is identity in that, but it comes when like what you just said, which is like when people prescribe it to you or assign it to you, it can, it's, it's not empowering, right? It feels more like something to keep you in your place kind of thing. Right. I mean, they just, they switched, they just switched it and made it. That was what happening to Ken, <laughs> what's happened to women for centuries, right. you know, in the real world. You know what? Um, the one line I think I was like, oh, it's like that. Um, when Ken discovered what patriarchy was when he went to the, like the real human world. Isn't he in like the library or something? <laughs> he got like found books or something. I think so. Um, because he was noticing that men were in all the roles of power and they, you know. I did like that even though it was like, oh, you're a man so you can just get whatever you want. There's still, he's like, well, give me a job. And they're like, no. And they're like, well, you give me a job. He's like, well, you need an MBA. You need a this, you need. I did like that at least. Like, yeah. But I will just- say it was that same point that, that when he goes, do you do patriarchy? And he's like, oh. he's like, no, he goes, no. no. He's like, well, actually, well, actually we do. We just cover it up better or we hide it. We hide it better. And I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, that feels, Is that, that, what that, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That was the thing that. Yeah. Like hit me like hard and like yeah because dang right that's like <laughs> that was like a line that really struck a chord because you laugh at it and it's something you shouldn't laugh at oh, right and you know it's so it's like but it's still true it's like when you're it per- seeing stand up stand up and it's a little um colorful and you kind of giggle and you and then you feel like oh I shouldn't have laughed at that but like that's kind of part of it and it's like yeah. but that was like a real a real thing right where it's like ooh like yep. Keeping it real. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the other, the other thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting, and again, it, it's going a little back to this article, but I noticed it too because it's the symbolism. So Barbie, everything is perfect, essentially, right? And she's having girls' nights, and they're partying, and they're going to the beach, and they're waking up with perfect hair, and you know everything's wonderful. But then there's a certain point. At the beach, I think it was at the beach, that she takes off her high heels. And by the way, the high heels were spot on. (laughs) Like, that's the one thing growing up. I loved my Barbie dolls. I can't tell you how many high heels I bought. They used to... Okay, so this is going to date me. I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. I used to have and beg my mom for... They would come in these packs at the Ben Franklin... I don't know if anyone knows what Ben Franklin is, but it was like a craft store. Do you know what a Ben Franklin is? Heard of it. It's probably maybe a local to like our region. So it's like a, it's like a craft store, a drug store. I think a like drug a Walgreens. Store? It's like it's like a Walgreens, yeah. CVS. Yeah. Thank you. They would always have these packs of Barbie shoes, and you could get like ten or whatever. I can't even remember now. But the shoes were. So amazing and completely spot on. And I was like, oh my gosh, those are the shoes that I always begged my mom to get me more of when <laughs> I was at the Ben Franklin. Anyway, so you're talking about the costume design. Costume design. Okay. Amazing. And so then Barbie steps out and, it, it, you know, as you know, like Barbies have like feet that are shaped for high heels. So she permanently has a high heel foot, even if she doesn't have the high heel shoe. What happens in in the movie is her foot goes flat on the ground. It no longer stays up. And it's kind of this symbolic moment of she's noticing something different within herself and that everything isn't necessarily perfect. And I think she like tumbles over. Yeah, she can't walk. Right? And she can't yeah. walk. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I really did think about the symbolism behind that when you start looking around and noticing um, and taking off the, maybe the rose colored glasses in an environment that you're a part of, it's kind of like your feet kind of flattening out, like Barbie's feet flattened out. It's kind of like you noticing like, okay, so this isn't perfect. I don't have my, my cute little party, party pumps, (laughs) whatever it is, but you start realizing more in depth, the complexity of what, what life is and your environment and culture that you're a part of. Did I get really 
deep on that. And I incorporated cute shoes. <laughs> There's moments, at least I find this. There's moments when you're working in organizations where you start thinking, okay, like say you have a new job, right? And you're like, this is great. This is wonderful. There's not really any roadblocks. These things are going really well. I'm getting along really well. And then you start to have some of the reality kind of set in. Or, I mean, even I will say this too. Sometimes when things are easy, easy and you don't question it, and then you start realizing, whoa, maybe I should have been questioning that. Have you ever had those moments? Yeah, I've had moments where I was like, oh, why haven't I thought of that before? Or why, you know, things like, yeah, things like that where I'm like, oh, I never thought it could be a different way. I was simply doing what I knew. Yeah. And so. And it felt like easy and good and. Yeah, or why, 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 and perfect. Why, would, why would I change it? Right. And then it's like, oh, it could be better. <laughs> if I, maybe, maybe I should try this. But you, you did just say something that made me realize kind of the metaphor of the shift from her, everything being perfect and her being able to walk basically on her tiptoes to when her feet went flat, it was like coming down to, to earth, coming to reality, right? Yeah. Because she was yeah. starting to feel what real women in the real world were feeling, not in Barbie world, right? Right. Okay. So I kind of got it now. <laughs> Thank you for helping me articulate that because there is that that thing where from a, like if we're talking about gender and experiences of gendered leadership, and I, I promise I'm not going to talk about gendered leadership this whole time. <laughs> That'll I be next time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, spoiler alert. I'm yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I do think that there is, when I started out in leadership, I've always believed that I can accomplish anything that I work hard enough to do. And I put my mind to, and I put in the work and I do preparation. And I always notice some things as a woman but I really started noticing it when I stepped into leadership, especially at the time I stepped into it, I was a younger leader. So kind of that intersection of being fairly young, being a woman, I had some real aha moments that surprised me and kind of brought me back down things like, and maybe I'll just give, and maybe this isn't exactly the analogy, but I would come in and I would do a presentation and I will have, you know, or I would have said, oh, you know, here's an idea or this could be an idea of an approach and no one responding. And about 20 minutes later, a male colleague saying, hey, you know, what would be a good approach sharing the exact same thing I shared and everyone being like, you know what? That sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, and me being like, wait a second, why, why didn't it get heard or acknowledged the first time it was said by me. (laughs) And so, like I said, I mean, that's not exactly the same, but it kind of, I guess some of those experiences brought my feet from my high heels down to the ground, realizing that I was playing in the same world as everybody, but there was also a different layer of expectation that was put upon me and I don't think it was intentional, but there was, there was a layer of reality check maybe for me or coming down to earth to realize, Oh, I can't just come in and say something and somebody will hear me the first time I have to come in, say something and then have someone mansplain (laughs) the thing that I just said to them. Right. (laughs) You know, and it's, it was a, um, when I thought about that, it, it made me stumble just like it made Barbie stumble. Like it throws you off a bit when you first realize it mm-hmm. and the world that you're actually functioning in when you come into it 
maybe being a little naive or maybe a little hopeful or um, maybe a little too trusting. Like you're mm. almost not jaded yet. Right. I'm not saying I'm jaded, well, but, but I'm. <laughs> but but you know you're not saying? jaded yet means <laughs> like why why would why should you like why would that why would that have to be reality right and why why aren't you given the benefit of the doubt like your male counterparts mm-hmm. you know why do you have to be so articulate or so immaculate with your presentation and others can show up and wing it and everybody sees the difference but it still gets passed right right or it's even still allowed even i mean that's about the work but even how you show up right yeah um i kind of meant that too well no but, but but even you know when people have told me male colleagues you know what it's really great if you'd smile more <laughs> um or you know you look so serious and even just that idea that you don't as a as a woman have access to the full range of emotions that other human beings right. do and realizing that that unfairly impacts their perception of you and who you are and your ability i think that again was a very like a heel dropping moment or foot flattening <laughs> moment coming down to earth by going too far with the the analogy yeah a little bit all right. I'm going to keep going with feet. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. So the other thing, there's a certain point when Barbie was in the real world, she was kind of moving forward and just kept hitting roadblocks, kept kind of running into danger. And there's a certain point where she decided to go back to Barbie land. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there was a point where she's like, this is not what I have signed up for or what I expected this to be. I need to go back to where I came from. Right. So she, there is that point where I think you maybe need to decide when do you need to shift? When do you need to retreat a little bit? And some of it's just to take care of your own self and your well being. Yeah. Un- unfairly. Right. <laughs> why why is that the ultimatum kind of thing that's just served to you is that's how i how i view it <laughs> it's just like okay you can either stay here and and grin and bear it or you can pack up your things and go home and find find something else cuz yeah. how imagine if we changed what was happening <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and actually made change like lasting change systemic change yes yeah so before she went back to Barbie land, uh, she finds the um, head of the company, a Barbie, right? All men. Yep. The board. Right? Yep. The board. All men. Will Ferrell, by the way, Will Ferrell being the like CEO or the head of whatever mm-hmm. just makes me laugh because like he was Lord Business, right? Yeah, in the Lego movie. In the Lego movie. And wasn't he another like character in another movie where he was the main CEO? Probably not. Maybe it's just the Lego movie and a couple of them. I don't know. So she gets into this boardroom, right? So she goes back to where her home is, where she came from. And they decide that the solution is to basically put her back in the box. Right. And zip tie her hands in the box. Yeah. Which I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. She's found out too much. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to put her in this box and keep her quiet and silence her and hide her away. Very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so what I thought was interesting is that that is, again, where like her home, where she came from, people trying to make her what she always was and started out as and returning her to what they remember her being when she was quote unquote good. Mm. Hmm. And then the juxtaposition again of the founder, Ruth, helping her escape and helping her make the decision to become who it is she wants to be in her deep down in her heart, right? 
And so I thought it was an interesting, again, like returning home to your, to those that inform who you are and who you show up as was interesting to me of that you can have that tension between people wanting you to return to who they believe you are and how you should be. Mm-hmm. And those that also help you see your potential and help you navigate the path to become what you want to be. Yeah. So I thought that was also, I really, I don't know why I like that part. Yeah. What I remember too, and that's a really good comparison there because I think a lot of us sometimes feel when we're trying to make a change, people try to keep us in that same box because they don't want our change to affect kind of their reality. Right. Yeah. We talk about that quite a bit. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, and I hear people say like, if you have something that you're working on that you really care about, you know, you're being creative with, maybe don't share it with your family at Thanksgiving. Cause they're just gonna kind of ruin it for you. And cause if you, if you're changing there, that changes everything for them and people don't like change kind of thing. And that's like the opposite of what you and I are trying to do. We're trying to lean into change and, and growth, you know? Right. And so like back, back to the, the creator, right. She, she meets the creator of Barbie. Yeah. And then she was kind of like asking her for permission at one point. And yeah. she's just like, Oh, I don't own you. <laughs> like, and, and I thought that was, that was really interesting because that's more of like you were talking about, like that's a little bit more of like what we're looking for when we're, when we're seeking to grow and change, which is somebody to support us and be like, well, yeah, let figure it out. Like, and she was like, well, maybe, you know, you know, maybe you're this kind of Barbie or maybe you're this kind of Barbie. Like she was helping her figure it out instead of putting her back in the box that she was supposed to be in. Right. Right. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I always, and I, I probably have talked about this before, but I was given a pretty open playing field from my parents and my family about what, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where I don't know, not everyone, especially women. I don't think a lot of women weren't as lucky to have been told you you go after and be what it is that you want to be and do what it is that you want to do. It wasn't so long ago that women had only, you know, a a short menu of careers that they were um, okay to pursue. And I think that I've been really fortunate to not to have more of the creator behind me of saying, okay, so let's figure out what is it that you want to do you know, what are your options rather than saying, get in the box and do as you're told. Um, I think, again, that's a really interesting from a, from my perspective as a woman, I think that's interesting in how maybe I see that and interpret it. Um, and knowing that the, the, um, role and empowerment of women hasn't actually been all that that long right women gained the right to vote just over 100 years ago now yeah and like if you think about it that's is that is not that long ago no. it really isn't no and so or being able to open a banking account without your husband right i still actually so um i just got a new car and when I was applying for the financing, um, I still had to sign because um, information had to go to you as my husband huh. that I was opening alone. I didn't get any information yet. Did you? You will. Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw the car, though. Yeah, you saw the car. <laughs> I even Did I let you drive it yet? I think I did once. I can't believe I got the keys out of your hand. I know. Yeah. Won't happen again. <laughs> I had one more thing, but it looks like you're thinking about something you wanted to add. You were were saying something there about we've made progress, right? Allegedly. Right. (laughs) Literally allegedly. Because then you see them highlight. That's the movie highlighting is that people in the Barbie land or whatever, they think they solved all the problems in the real world because they're Barbie and they've shown and they've been an example to the real world to show 
of what women can what do. What women can do and that right? women and can they can be. Yeah. And then we're uh whisked back to the real world where we find out as you know, we as Barbie, right? Find out like, oh, it's not. The real world isn't a utopia for women, right? And like she's getting catcalled by the it's, it's not. Imagine that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um too soon, too soon. But I I think that's an it's just it's just pointing out that you know we've come a long way, but we still got a lot a lot way to go. Yeah, <laughs> and can I? Yeah, can I tell you how many times I've been called sweetheart, honey, or kiddo as an executive leader? Hmm. Not recently. Yeah, I got the grays going and stuff now. But oh, yeah, no. But I just I just need to throw that out there. You can probably cut that. Or keep it in if you want. <laughs> it's up to you. Okay. What what's the what's what else did you want to say there? So the last the last thing that I wanted to talk about, and this was again, and I don't think I actually said what the article was that I had sent you. It's an article from Forbes. It's called Six Leadership Lessons from Barbie. Don't overpink it. One of the last lessons that the author and I'm gonna read it just because I thought it was interesting is that the weird, the wise, and the old are as transformative as pink Birkenstocks. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I think that that many of us will say, well, yes, I mean, those that have wisdom, those that have lived experience definitely do transform um, our, our ideas, our thoughts, help make us better leaders, help us show up in more uh, mature and refined ways, more thoughtful and intentional ways. Mm. The part of that sentence and that lesson that really stood out to me was that the weird also help us be as transformative as pink Birkenstocks. Mm. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what the movie had in it, Weird Barbie. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you want to talk about Weird Barbie? Was it uh, played by, was it Kate McKinnon? Yeah, Kate McKinnon. She did a fantastic job. Yeah. That's the Barbie that, if anybody that had Barbies had a weird Barbie, right? My sister and I had a number of what I would say weird Barbies. Two reasons. One, we grew up in the 80s and 90s and were huge fans of the crimper. And so we had a few Barbies that had one big crimped hair. Shout out to anyone else that did that. We cut Barbie's hair. And we also had a cat uh, named Pepper that really liked to chew on plastic and electrical cords. He didn't die from electrical cord stuff, but he would bite off our Barbie's hands and their their feet. And so we had a lot of Barbies that were were missing different things or had hair that was cut or uh, melded together. And so, yes, so we had a number of quote unquote weird Barbies. And so to bring that back to why like the weird was powerful to you, was it simply because you had weird Barbies or oh no, because you agreed with how the weirdness allowed that Barbie to see things? And not be taken over by the patriarchy and could help the other Barbies, even though she was weird, quote unquote. Right. Okay. So I think part of me, um, it warmed my heart a little bit because everyone had, well, many people that had Barbies had a Barbie that they experimented with and um, made modifications to it that were not repairable. And that probably felt sometimes like, oh, I ruined it, right? Yeah. And then that one ends up at the bottom of the toy chest. Right. And maybe gets neglected, right? Right. Sounds kind of like. Or I gave it to Jenny. Right. Or, or kind of like a. It's, it Sorry, feels Jen. like similar to like Toy Story type stuff, right? But like what it makes me think of is that weirdness <laughs> gives you kind of some powers, right? You can kind of shift your perspective a little bit. Right. You know, he lets you see things differently. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing that I thought was powerful about that. That it's not so much that there's like weird as being othering, even though in Barbie world, how it was talked about at the beginning, it was, but it kind of became a superpower. And um, at least the other Barbie said to her face, sorry, we call you weird Barbie behind your back too. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I think that, she's like, yeah, I know. That made me laugh. 
pretty hard. At least they were upfront <laughs> about it. That's true. I do think, though, the thing that was powerful for me about it was we all have our quirkiness, right? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm weird. I think you're weird, too. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and so I think that sometimes thinking about how your weirdness or your quirkiness adds to your uh, ability to think of things differently, resist maybe that mainstream flow and being okay that, that you're different and you're unique and you have something to contribute in your own way. That's going to make the world better is incredibly powerful. And if it wasn't for weird Barbie, there wouldn't be a way to to get rid of patriarchy in Barbie land. Right. 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 And so I I feel like she was somewhat she I was gonna say she was almost the hero, but Barbie was also the hero. Like she went on the hero's journey. Yeah, that's see that's interesting. That's a really interesting idea because she went on the journey, but did she really choose action? But the thing is, there was a point. So the hero, right, on a hero's journey, typically the the hero goes through the journey and is asked to do something about it. And at first decides they're going to give up, right, and ignores the call. Actually, that was just in the book I read, uh, the MBS Michael Bungie. Stainer. Stainer book. Stainier. Stainier. Yeah, MBS. MBS. Yeah, your reluctant hero kind of right, thing. Right, you're, yes. So where you're going on your journey, you're called to do something and you ignore the call. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Barbie did. And if it wasn't for weird Barbie to be like, come on, let's go. She would have been, wasn't she like face down on the floor? Well, it's because she couldn't walk because her feet were, weren't yeah. working right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Like Weird Barbie was kind of like the Oracle slash like the wise Yoda kind of thing in in a way, right? Yeah. Or Obi-Wan or... With a better style. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I loved her style. It's great. Like she was always in the splits. I thought that was funny because... Because she got played with too hard. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, well, well no. <laughs> I, I hear you. I understand that. <laughs> but so I I thought that was... An interesting thought that Barbie is kind of the hero on this hero's journey and weird Barbie is also the Oracle. I like that. I was going to say the hero, but it is kind of more the Oracle to help her continue on her path to not give up when it's really hard. Yeah. And, and kind of like holding her accountable in a way or like saying, or like, like nudging her to to hold herself accountable and to fix it or to seek out what the problem is instead of just complaining or I want it to be how it used to be. It's like, well, you want that. You need to maybe do something to to get it back. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing that you said there is really interesting to me because you're right. She said, I want it to get back to the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. But my question is to you, is as you're going down a path and you're learning and you're growing and you're trying to restore something to its previous state, quote unquote, can you ever truly get back to the way things used to be? I know my answer, but I want to know yours. Well, that makes me think of like the parable of no one ever walks in the same stream twice kind of thing. Mm. Because you walk in the stream, you've changed the stream, and it's never going to quite flow the same. Um, the other thing it makes me think of is that I sometimes seek out things from the past in an order to remind myself of like how I was feeling in those moments, not so much to return to the moment and relive it or to hold on to it, but more of like channeling the energy of what I was feeling. Like what I'm probably talking about is like, what was I feeling when I was listening to that album the first time, you know, or, or when I wrote that bridge or that chorus, you know, or that chord change, like, uh, things like that's kind of where my brain goes. But short answer is you can try. (laughs) I just don't know if it's, uh, necessarily going to give you the outcome you're seeking. I'm not, I'm not looking to go back anytime soon. 
to anything. Yeah. I, I've I've decided there's no going back. I'm going forward. Yeah. Yeah, and I I will say from my standpoint, I agree with you. I like that uh, parable of the it's, stream. Yeah, I don't. I, I say that, and like I've heard it a couple times over the last several months, and I think recently. But every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's it's it's a saying from somewhere. I think that that no matter what you do, you're always growing, evolving, and you can't quite go back to the exact way that things were. And I think we talked a little bit about this last time, but I think the experiences and the journey that you're on impacts how you show up today in a way that is transformative if if you choose that that path, right? Not everyone cares to choose that path and that's okay. Yeah, I think there's not really going back, but there is stagnation and there's being stuck. And you know, I mean it's something I've been thinking of and doing thought work around and journaling about because I'm coming to this where I've I've made a a decision. I've made a choice that I'm choosing action, right? So that's why I'm saying that. But because like when I feel the tension of of am I going to do this or am I not? There's a tension in there, right? And there is a choice. I'm tending to choose moving forward, but there's also the other choice of recoiling and hesitating. Right. They're both choices. They're both actions, but I'm looking for the action that's going to propel me forward. Uh so I don't know if that is kind of what you're saying there. Or? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's that, but it's also it's the idea that because of the experiences you've had on your journey, choosing action is important, but it's also the action you choose and the way you hold yourself through that action and follow through isn't going to be the same because it's informed by such um so much more than um if you were to choose that action say two years ago five years ago ten years ago another thing i just thought of of like going back right imagine and i mean this with all the love in my heart imagine going back and living with your parents (laughs) (laughs) there's no going back like i don't think they'd want that either exactly that was that's the second part there if (laughs) they're listening they're like no 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 (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it just, it doesn't work that way. You know, it, I mean, it could work that way. No, it would, it would be a situation. It would be a circumstance. It would not be working. (laughs) (laughs) I can guarantee they would say the same thing. (laughs) I don't know. So Keith, was there anything about the Barbie movie that you really, really didn't like? Was there something that just stood out to you that you're like, ugh? No, I mean, I kind of mentioned the one thing, which was like Ken kind of getting a passive, <laughs> literally ruining <laughs> the world, Barbie world. And he's like, to be honest, I, I kind of lost interest after I realized that patriarchy wasn't about horses. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, you need to be held accountable for your actions. Um, Been hanging around me. No, I mean, it's just, but I mean, not, not really. I'm like, I'm not mad at that. I'm just kind of like, oh, that was an easy way to get, move this, move past that. I I have one of my favorite things, but I want to hear if you had something that you didn't like. So I think the only thing that I didn't like maybe was, and I don't even know how to say this. So the ending where we went, so we started with Barbie World, perfect woman oh, run I world. Did, I did groan a little bit at the and end, then, end, actually. Yeah, and then we went to patriarchy, a hundred percent, all in, yep, right? Yep. And then the Barbies worked, worked to take back Barbie put everything land, back how it was, right? Yep. Put it back how it was, and really started to say, like, someday, you know, someday, Kens, you'll have. Um, we strive to let you have the power that women have in the real world. I thought that was kind of funny actually, and resonated with me. And at the same time, I don't think that is what that, that inequity is a comfortable goal 
Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? No, so that's where, that, I don't know if it's groaning, but it's kind of. No, that resonated with me too. I, I was like, ooh, I'm like, that's not an ideal. But it highlights our current situation. Exactly. And that's and, why you got to kind of go right? with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think, I think that we can work towards more equality and equity. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm not sitting that. here saying like, oh, that's not ideal for the Kens. It's like, okay, but it's okay for women in the real world. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Like literally. Right. So it's like, so I'm not mad at that at all. I do think it probably got, gets the audience thinking though. Like, I, oh, snap. I hope right? so. I really hope so. If not, it's just our take, right? As we dig into it. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, you said that you had a favorite moment or favorite thing. Okay. There, what was that? One little thing that I absolutely loved was Ken's fanny pack. It was his name, Ken, in the font, Metallica font. <laughs> it was <laughs> like right. just so hardcore. I, I, that made me giggle. And I'm like, I kind of want to get a Keith one of those. <laughs> but probably my, my favorite part was America Ferreira's uh, when she kind of goes on. I don't mean to call it. It's not a rant, but she gets out. She articulates. Yes. The frustration, the pain, the reality, the frustration, the lack of agency. Yes, that women feel in the real world and all all of the conflicting messages that they have to hold all at once and how they need to be something... And nothing all at the same time to anybody who demands it, basically. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was one of the times I was crying during the movie. Oh, man. I was ready to, (laughs) if I had a mic, I would have dropped that mic. Yeah. I think I probably even said, boom. Yeah. yeah. Did I? Yeah. I probably did. 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 I'm like, yes, that. Because it was, I would love to play it on this, but I know that we would get in so much trouble. We can't do that go watch the movie i mean it was it was cathartic right it was it was a catharsis yeah so yeah I was that gl- was my favorite i was moment. glad they went there i was too i f- yeah i also love i will say this i love that they developed a barbie that had cellulite that is cool oh <laughs> heck yeah women are perfect of all shapes and sizes absolutely and barbie can depict that yeah yeah, o- overall, it was a good movie, and I enjoyed it, and it makes you think, and it probably made me, me think better than I can articulate here, and I'm really glad we watched it with our boys. I am, too. I am, too. Yeah. So, Keith, we often end each episode talking about a recommendation or Something that you're reading, listening to, um, enjoying, consuming. Is there anything that you'd like to talk about that you recommend this week? Okay. So I'm going to talk about another movie that I just watched, which is like the antithesis of the Barbie movie. I watched Date with an Angel from 1987 because... We're going to see live recordings of How Did This Get Made, the podcast. And they're doing Date with an Angel one of the nights. I swear I remember that movie. I'm pretty sure you probably watched it. Oh, I'm sure I watched it. So I actually... I'm sure I did. So my recommendation is to watch that if you want to, just so that you can then listen to the podcast. But it's like, it's bonkers, as they would say. I'm just like, what is this? Like, oh, anyway. So the real recommendation is, how did this get made? I'm excited that I'm going to their two live shows. I'm going with my buds, Ty and Eric, to date with an angel. So that's interesting. And then you and I and my sister are going to a Beauty and the Beast Christmas. I'm so dang excited for this. It's like a Hallmark movie, right? Or something. Something. I am so ready to start watching Christmas movies. Yeah. I'm in. So, I'm so glad that's the so one we, we're going to. So we still to. need to watch that. We, we're going to watch it either later tonight or tomorrow or something. Yeah. And yeah, so it's always it's always fun to listen to that podcast. And it's it's more fun for me if I've seen the movie sometimes. Sometimes the movies are so bad, it's like, why did I watch that? But yeah, so that's that's something I like to do for fun. I add that into my routine because we we tend to dig into a lot of things that are kind of heady kind of take a lot of 
brain power and and attention and so i try to mix up some of the the comedy and some funny things to make room for that too so i don't get you know overwhelmed (laughs) what are you what are you been listening to or or watching hmm that's a really good question so Actually, you might have to help me with this one. So I'll start with the one that's a little more serious. I have been listening to an audiobook um called It's Okay That You're Not Okay by Megan Devine. So it's meeting grief and loss in a culture that doesn't understand. Oh jeez. I know, a little Period. heavy. I was just talking about not being heavy. I know, I know. No, keep, keep telling. So I've been listening to that on Audible and it's really it's a really good listen because it helps you understand more how society doesn't allow grieving to take place and make grieving okay. Mm. And so it really reframes societal norms around that and that it's okay to not be okay when you're going through really hard times. So that's the book I'm listening to on a maybe a Different note. A different note? Yeah, a different note. We have been listening to Taylor Tomlinson. Oh, watching her. Yeah. Is we that were, right? Yeah. Her Netflix specials. Yeah. Her quarter life crisis. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Oh my goodness. She is hilarious. She's, hilarious. She is great. She's really good. So if you haven't listened to Taylor Tomlinson, listen to her. She's hilarious. I also believe she's going to have a. Late night special after is it Colbert show? She's I that's what I that's I what think? I thought you told me. I thought I, I saw. So. I think I saw that too. She's going to be the was it after midnight or something yeah. or whatever it's called. But yep. she's going to be the host of the show. I will be in bed. <laughs> we can record too, it. Oh, we can record it. Yeah. That's right. This, that, those that technologies are available yeah. to us right now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm not good at night times. <laughs> yeah, that I've totally forgot. And because I've been in, and I've really been enjoying it, watching those, those stand up specials of hers were great. Awesome. Yeah. So those are my two recommendations. Mine too. All right. Wrap it up. I think so. All right. Thanks everybody. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. No, that's going to fall.